Hi, I'm Matt. And I'm Nate. And we want to welcome you to Don't Feed the Trolls, a podcast where we discuss trending topics, art, and culture through the lens of our experiences touring the world and creating art vocationally. We hope to bring topics out of the minefield of the comments sections and into the sphere of reasonable dialogue. Thank you for listening. Matt McDonald. Nathan Henry. I have a check sitting on my uh, my little stand-up desk here from Tooth & Nail saying that, hey, I'm one of the only people who has a check from Tooth & Nail Records <laughs> who wasn't on the label, but was in a band. How'd you get How'd you get a check? I don't think I've ever gotten a check from Tooth & Nail Records. I know. I just kept it as like sort of this memento to like, hey, someone, Tooth & Nail paid somebody. Well, I mean, technically, EMI has paid us royalties. From time to time, and they were under to the nail was under EMI, so I don't know how that oh, all works. True. But I just think it's funny because you're on tooth and tooth and nail, or you were on tooth and nail, and well, how what, staring at what's it. the check for? I did some lyric videos for them. Okay, for who? Um, I did some from Aaron Sprinkle, um, some girl artist, I can't remember her name. Oh, okay, and then. I'm gonna watch this online somewhere. It doesn't matter. It's not about that. It's just, <laughs> it's just, it's just funny. I'm just staring at this check going. I didn't throw it away because I was like, that's kind of funny. I have this. I got paid by Tooth and Nail, bro. I mean, times have times have changed some. I think sometimes you know these these new labels like to shell it out. Well, you're just a contractor at this point. You're not under contract with them, so. No, ultimately, I I just it was funny. ultimately, you get paid before the artist does. That's how it works, and then the artist recoups whatever they paid you. So you've yeah, just leveled up in the realm of the <laughs> traditional label pyramid. Well, you're, ta- you're, you're, you're yeah. higher on the food chain now. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, some bands. I mean, just being in a band. I remember heard I heard so many horror stories about dudes in in bands on Tooth and Nail, just like we never get paid. But yeah. Anyway. I mean, uh, those are the old days. The further away, away I get from those days, the more I'm like, yeah, of course you didn't. Your deal sucked, and <laughs> you didn't sell that many records. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you were lucky to even have exactly, <laughs> Exactly. Um, but if you did sell some records and you have a fan base that's still active, um, call me, because we could probably do something. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of fan bases that are still active... Don't feed the trolls. Are you guys out there or what? You talking about listening the, to this? Talking about the trollsters, the troll talk listeners we have. We have 150 some odd patrons still kicking around throughout the summer listening to some of our troll talks. And uh, a couple comments even came in on our latest, which I thought was were pretty intriguing. So some ideas for episodes or topics we can discuss. Um, so that's cool. I'm into that. This is going out. We're going to put this out to the... The general trolls. Oh, are we? Are we? Okay. Sure. Let's do it. We're going to do a podcast with Joey and some Trump guy. Joey Svensson of the Bad Christian Podcast and who what he, someone who he claims to be an an articulate Trump supporter. And I'm not really excited about this. I'll be honest. I'm not trying to. <laughs> I'm the, I'm just. Yeah. What do we do? What do I, we do? I live in Canada now, so I'm done with it. But. I don't. So you're really, one of the guys that actually like Trump got elected and said on Twitter, "I'm going to move to Canada." If Trump. No, in, right? no, no. But I thought it was funny that I'm the only one who actually did. Who made? Who I never actually made the veiled threat, but 
of all the people that made the threat, I I actually went to Canada and I'm living here but now. But you could so. just say it now. You could just you could own it. You could like own it I after could, the fact. I I could, except for I'm not I'm not a turntail. You know, I don't I don't run from fights. So, but I just I have discon- That's true. I I will say I have discon- disconnected from just the just the daily absurdity of his Twitter rants or press conferences that just can make you blind with rage and and ruin your day i just kind of i've turned that off and so i don't think i'm really even equipped probably to argue anything because i don't have the the data i just know what i you know i was kind of in the thick of it during the campaign and then when he got elected and some of the pre you know some of the stuff that happened after and and just some of the stuff he says and i'm just kind of uh, i'm i'm moved on you know i've the world has moved on without me down the trump train and i've nah, uh, i've still, disembarked it still likes you the world still likes you <laughs> the, the world is happier without my commentary on donald j trump i'm sure of it so with all that we're going to now i guess go on a podcast with joey yeah and make and make this a troll episode because why the hell not? Why the hell you not? Know? If we're going to be on microphones uh, communicating from across the country, actually from across two countries, then why would we not put that out at some point? So that's what we're going to do. Yeah. We're going to talk to Joey Svensson and I believe someone named Carrie, who I've not met, but uh, we'll see how it goes. I'm not looking forward to it. I'm telling you guys that right now. I This is, this is the least... Uh, fun thing I could be doing with my night. So we'll see how it goes. <laughs> You're really enthusing the <laughs> listeners here to get real excited about it. So with that being said, take your podcast app and turn to something else. Because <laughs> uh, we're not gonna ha- we're not gonna make it worth your while. No, we'll make it worth your while. It'll let's be listen. something. Let's It'll listen to this Trump guy. I'm curious. I actually wonder what he's gonna say. But maybe we'll just be like Joey. Maybe you can be. Maybe we can like kind of just become these crazy characters <laughs> like you like take on the persona of uh like someone crazy like the bad christian podcast you'd be like toby and you'd just be absurd and make jokes well that comes natural to me so that'll be that'll be easy to do no i think joey i think toby actually is in is in a league of his own he's <laughs> he's funny but anyway all right i guess we're not gonna put on some because that would be funny if like all our podcasters knew that we were creating these characters and they were in on the joke wouldn't that be funny yeah if i were if i was smart enough and could stay in character long enough but i think probably i'll get triggered and that i'll break <laughs> i'll break character I, you just pretend like you're from uh you can speak with the canadian accent I don't yeah know, I, it's so subtle though you have to you have to speak with like an english accent oh yeah hey totally yeah go play yeah. some hockey out on the ice i'm and, from uh, it's about <laughs> It's about time we we get down to business about this Donald J Trump. Eh? He's a kind of a kind of a harsh guy. <laughs> kind of harsh in my you, vibe. <laughs> it'd be funny if you actually had like an Irish Scottish well, it's accent. Well, funny. Uh, the Nova Scotia accent is is really great. I don't know if you have ever seen Trailer Park Boys. Um, uh, no. Okay. It, well, it's a really funny show. It's about uh, basically Canadian white white trash, but specifically Nova Scotian white trash. Which is a different. It's a different accent than the Canadian accent that you kind of think about when you think about the Midwest and kind of like, oh right, don't you know? It's different than that, oh. and it's funny because I'm out here and I'm, I'm I talk to some old guys or whatever, and I can get the it's total Trailer Park Boys. 
uh, which by the way, the creator of, of which Mike Clattenburg recently married my cousin. So we kind of know him, which is funny, but he grew up right around here, like ba- basically 10 miles from where I'm, I'm at right now. Oh, really? And, and spent a lot of time in, in trailer parks. And so a lot of the characters of the show are based on people he actually knew in real life. But anyways, they don't, they don't say this. It's a weird accent. They say stuff like, um, I don't know. They, they say Nova Scotia, at like Nova, Nova Scotia, Nova Scotia. It's like a weird, ow, wow, wow, wow. It's like a, it's a yeah. wah-wah pedal in their, in their it's vowels. Not like, it's not like, you know, America, everyone's used to Michigan kind of. Yeah. They kind of have that, but it's not like that. It's totally different then. No, it is. It is totally different. It's not the hard vowel. It's like an, it's like a bouncy vowel. It's hard to say, but if you watch the show, you'll know what I'm talking about. And I never thought it was a real yeah. accent. I always thought they were putting it on, but out here in Nova hmm. Scotia, it's real. Anyways, we should get back to uh, the topic at hand. Donald Trump, the presidency, uh, 45th president of the United States of America. Um, can a sane person support him? Uh, we'll find out. Is Donald Trump an alien being worked with controls inside of his body? We'll find out. Is that a metaphor for mental illness? We'll find out. <laughs> <laughs> or conspiracy theories. We'll see. <laughs> All right. All right. Carrie, this is Matt McDonald and Nate Henry. Obviously, y'all don't have to keep your your name straight, but we'll we'll give it a whirl. So, Matt, say something. Hello, this is Matt. And then Nate. This is Nate. And then Carrie. This is Carrie. Boom. All right. Now that we're all acquainted, pretty much, uh, I would say that Carrie's approach, especially to bad Christian slash pastor with no answers slash don't feed the trolls podcast is is not the mainstream point of view. So what I would like to do is have Kerry uh, give his position on why he thinks Trump is doing a great job and we'll just let it go from there because I have a feeling that Matt and Nate will disagree and uh, it'll be a good I don't know. Good I'm just I'm just tired enough that I might just agree with him at this point. <laughs> I like this. <laughs> this is going to be a quick one. <laughs> All right. Well, this is the pastor with no answers, and we are also being tuned into with Don't Feed the Trolls podcast with Matt McDonald and Nate Henry, two guys that I've met in the recent years that have become buddies, and we also have a, a, a buddy of mine that actually kind of help start Pastor With No Answers. And uh, Carrie, it's good to have you back on. So we actually, uh, in recording this episode right now, the the most recent episode on Pastor With No Answers is a discussion between uh, uh, Carrie and one other individual in which they discuss Trump, Donald Trump, the president. Some people just refer to his number. Uh, but Donald Trump and whether or not he is a good president and Kerry has what I would say is uh, an abnormal position uh, in the context of our listeners. I'm sure there's a there's a lot of people out there that would agree with Kerry that he's doing a great job. Uh, but how I would like to start is by letting Kerry uh, explain his position and just basically make his point clear as to why Donald Trump is the greatest president of all time. 
Boom. I'll, t- I'll take the ball. I'll, I'll run with that ball. Um, right. I, I love President Trump. Um, he was my pick uh, at the beginning of the primaries for the Republicans, which actually was not a very popular position back then. A lot of people just reluctantly took Trump at the end. Uh, I saw in Trump, you know, true Americana, someone who loved this country and stood by capitalist and American values. Uh, I think he's doing a great job. If you look at the uh, uh, the job growth, uh, if you look at the gross domestic product going up, so the economy is going up, and we've all seen the, the stock market rallies, and then everyone saying, "Oh, well, there would be a dive," but there hasn't been a dive yet. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if there was a, a dip at some point, but it's definitely staying strong, and a lot of companies are attributing that to Trump and his policies and policies he's looking to enact, uh, especially tax reform coming up. <clears throat> um, I see Trump as this century's Teddy Roosevelt. And if you don't know the comparison to Teddy Roosevelt, watch the Ken Burns documentary on the Roosevelt's. You see exactly what I'm saying. Um, He was an outside candidate, not a politician, came in, you know, just took the country by storm. Um, Doesn't like monopolies, but he likes capitalist economy and likes people to be able to grow and be successful. Um, And I think he's shaking up the establishment. We've had president after president, Congress after Congress, that will do nothing. Uh, and Trump's the first person in a long time to come in and actually do something. And you've seen probably in the recent week, he's getting Congress to do something, even going so far as to reach out to Schumer and Pelosi just, uh, what was it, a week or two ago? And I, I hear he's having dinner with them again tonight, uh, dinner with the enemy. But, um, you know, he's getting things done. And I haven't seen any evidence that he's doing a bad job. So I guess I'd like to hear the contrary. All right. Well, real quick, um, let's. Let's stick to what Carrie just said, because obviously I want to get into, you know, character issues and, uh, you know, the whole Trump is a racist thing. But let's just camp out here. Nate and or Matt, uh, does does economy and money and these sorts of things are these important issues to you guys, uh, first of all? And uh, and then I guess the second question is, how do you feel about what Kerry is saying in regards to what Trump's effect has been on our economy? I mean, I guess I would say off the bat, I, I, I think it's too early to say that Trump has helped the economy because, I mean, there really hasn't. I mean, if you think about all the things and all the moving parts and how long it takes, um, you know, then you'd have to also say that Obama did a lot for the economy. Because he inher- inherited such a turd of an economy, so and Bush gave Obama a head start. <laughs> well, so I mean, I mean he, he, in, in that regard, I would say it's way too early to say that. I mean, I, he might not have heard it yet, but I, I, I don't, I don't know if it's well, like the tech company executives and, and a lot of company executives are actually attributing verbatim to Trump. So I, I'm just repeating what what when a head of a company says, "Hey, my company's doing well because." Of that's, what uh, Trump that's is doing not in necessarily policy. true. I mean, Elon Musk himself um, quit his board um, for energy. What it was, some sort of energy board for uh, for for clean energy, uh, because Trump was rallying around the idea of saving seventy five thousand coal jobs when there are uh, probably seventy five million new jobs opening up in clean energy, um, and uh, he just saw the obviously saw the the administration kind of backwards looking backwards uh, to the past for growth and not and not moving forwards and elon musk is 
much of the tech industry, at least the embodiment of it. And uh, he, he just seemed to not be able to work with him. I will say this, that when you look at the economy, yes, it's up, but, but this is like looking... It, there's a there's a trend and you, when the where the trend starts is around uh the turn of the decade so to speak so the the, the economy's been trending up and that it hasn't trended down it is it, it is kind of satisfactory to me as far as okay it's not the end of the world here um you know civilization is not falling apart because trump is president and i guess that's which okay. was literally some some people's fear some people's I mean, fear that's, right. that's not even an overstatement but um yeah. but but i'm kind of with nate you can't really attribute the growth to him especially when it's been trending for so many years in this in this direction um and and especially not so soon so i think that's a little bit of a leap as far as logically saying well it's up and it's trump's um you know it's trump's trump's uh, gets the credit for it you think that's a fair pushback carry Though, uh, no, for the reason I mentioned, I mean, this was coming from CEOs themselves. I'm not making a logical leap. I'm listening to what people have said. I don't have their names right. But they could be wrong, though, right? right? I mean, couldn't uh, they could, could be? This... Look at the. I don't know the name of the manufacturer. Maybe it was Foxconn looking to put like three three plants now uh, in the Midwest and, and to make uh, like iPhone screens and things in the U.S., which has never been done. Um, I mean, these companies, yeah. they're looking to make these investments specifically because of Trump and his policies, not because of something Obama's been doing the past eight years or even Bush before him. Well, I would say I guess the, Obama only thing, doing? the only was- thing that I want to the, the only thing I want to say here is I think this is what we all have to be careful of when it comes to to politics is there's a very good chance that, uh, you know, and I, I'm I'm. I don't really care, right? I'm, my position right here is not to agree or disagree, but only to say, how much do we value what these CEOs are saying if they're staunch Republicans? You know what I'm saying? J- just like if the economy started taking off when in, in 08 and, and, and liberal CEOs are saying, man, Obama is just killing it for us. Well, of course, you, you got your guy. Uh, in and you're happy about it. And so you're going to attribute all the success. So I just personally would be very careful uh, to, to, to really weigh in on what these CEOs are saying personally, because they, they may be wrong as far as where, what the success is attributed. To. Well, and if, and if you're a smart CEO and you want the best for your, your company to say, to say things to the leader of the free world who has the power and authority to really help or hurt your business, as we've seen with his attacks on certain private businesses on Twitter, watching their stock fall, for instance. Um, so it does, you know, I like you said, I, I can't really attest to who and what said what, and I don't know if that's that's even valid. But I would also question the motives, um, even if even if they're politically left leaning. I mean, their their main goal is quarterly profits. So if um, if kissing a little butt on the way uh, on the way to that is what's in order. I, I, a good CEO would do that. So, I mean, I, I, I think it's just too early to tell on the economy. And because of the, of the constant trend upwards since the Great Recession, um, especially, I mean, in the eight years that Obama was in office, um, it was year after year of beating these records. Uh, to, to say in the first six months that Trump's been president or eight months or whatever, that, it, that it's all due to him now is I think it's, it's it, I don't know, it's, it's a little misleading. I, I will say this. I listen. I don't know if y'all listen to the 
I think it's about a 45 minute interview with Hillary Clinton on Vox. And I thought it was so interesting what they were both discussing in that Bernie Sanders and Donald Trump represented major radical departures from basically the political mainstream train of thought. And that what many people theorize is what made Trump more appealing and what eventually got him in office because people are just like Hillary, you know, and obviously a lot of the Democrats are going to vote Democrat, Republicans are going to vote Republicans. But there were some people that were just saying Hillary is way too realistic, way too practical. We need major, major shift in in policy. We need to think out the and uh, you know and honestly i i am i do think it's something to at least take into consideration people were saying that just having trump as president is going to kill our economy and i think it's noteworthy that it hasn't i'm not i'm not saying that makes trump a great I mean, president there's but i do a, there, think there's it's something a, to think about there's alarmists on every side you know obama was going to take all your guns and it was going to be sharia law and all that's just to yep. listen to to the alarmists or the paranoid schizophrenics yep, on true. either side of the is it's just not it's not a smart thing to do and and people are always going to be wrong especially because we have this very slow turning wheel of democracy and I don't think it's going to be I'm not even concerned about him wrecking democracy from the inside uh, I'm more concerned about the social phenomena of having a uh, a candidate like him saying the things that he says and what that does to society and to public discourse and to truth and language um, and and the meaning of words. I'm more worried about that sociologically than I am of anything he can do politically. And I would say I wouldn't actually mind him as president if he could just stay off Twitter and keep his mouth shut and, <laughs> and stop and stop saying stupid things to TV cameras. I mean, he could just govern in the way that he wants to govern. But what we see is, is, let, is let, someone let, who's not me, necessarily me, concerned with that. Let me make sure uh, that could have been hyper, hyperbole or hyperbola. Like, do you do you really mean that, Matt, that if he would just be quiet and say off Twitter, you still wouldn't like him as president, right? Because of the I mean, I, I don't I don't think I don't think he could he would he would hurt um, our political discourse as much. I think yeah. what he's doing, um, I'm, I'm more concerned about the moral character and the ethical intellect of a leader, less about the political agenda. Yeah. Because we have Congress. Well, then did you vote for Hillary? Because you can't get more morally deficient. I know, than I know. Hillary. And that's, and that's the old, that's the whole thing is, is that, uh, it was, it was either or, and it was a tough pick for a lot of people. And it was a tough pick for me too. So, I mean, I, I, I wasn't. I was going for Bernie Sanders, and and to be honest, I don't think a lot of his ideas would have worked either, but I thought at least he had a moral core and a compass and spoke the truth. Um, And so I think the political end does not justify the means, because the means in this case, in my my view, with with how many lies that Trump says um, to emotionally coerce people into a position— I think that's immoral, and I think it corrupts and destroys democracy yeah, that's, eventually. that's subjective, though. When you bring up lies, I mean, unless we're going to qualify those, I, I think that's a bit of a leap to say all of these lies. Uh, we can prove Hillary's lies. We can now prove Comey's lies. Um, um, I'd be more concerned with those. Wait, you, you are you saying that Trump does not lie to the camera or to the public? 
You're saying he's an uh, honest I'm person. I'm saying that you, you, made a, you, you made a statement that all of these lies, making it sound like there were so many and, and, and so overwhelming, and um, I've not seen it that. It is very overwhelming, Carrie. If you just want to type in Donald Trump's lies uh, into Google, you can find several articles, and they're almost daily as far as his Twitter feed, as far as what he tells reporters. These are fact checks. Well, I'm on his go- Twitter feed all the time, and I, I don't see lies. I, I like know where they come from. And I know I know Google just fired someone for being uh, conservative. So I, I would be more inclined to these aren't not Google, put much. These aren't Google articles, though. These are these well, are you just fact- said Google something. Google presents you with articles that they rank, right? And they bury yeah. articles, and they're doing this on YouTube. They're they burying YouTube videos if they they're deemed quote unquote offensive. So. All right. They don't rank things. Things get ranked because people click on them and read them, and they get ranked by search. There is search engine optimization. I understand it because I work in the field. But Google does not go and select things and rank them. And in fact, if you type in Hillary's emails, you'll get 17 pages of bad stuff about Hillary as well because people read that stuff. An army of Russian trolls touched that stuff. In the greatest uh, covert influence campaign in history, where Russia hacked our government, and all right. So, how? What proof do you have that Russia hacked? I'd like to get into that because I have sure. not seen it. Well, there are several investigations underway. And, well, before, and, go ahead. <laughs> I was just going to say before 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 we jump into that. I I, I guess I, I'm I had okay. something to say. I had something Go to ahead. say to you, Joey. That kind of agreed with what you were saying. I think when what you were saying before we launched into this whole other topic was that like Trump was an outsider, Bernie was an outsider. Everyone just wanted someone who didn't represent the status quo. And I've seen all these articles recently that a lot of the feminist movement are saying that let's be honest, the reason Hillary didn't get elected is because she was a woman. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Look at yeah. Trump. He. he He's so different than everybody else. And look at Bernie. He was so different than everybody else. Everybody on both sides wanted a different person. They didn't want Hillary because she represented more of the same. And they didn't want Jeb Bush because he represented more of the same. Right. Or whoever the the runner up of the Republican. So I I was on your side hearing you saying, yeah, we just wanted something different. We just wanted to throw something on the wall and see if it worked. I think right. I agree. Tr- Let's take Trump this moment to agree, that, right? Kumbaya. So. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Well, and and what I wanted to say about the lies, and I just emailed you, Carrie, and I'm about to uh, text Nate and McDonald. Is I, I mean, it's just the world that we live in. Politicians lie, and so if if you want to get behind a president, you're gonna have to just be okay with lies because i think you're i think think you're treading on dangerous ground here joey because i think that's what a lot of people do to excuse the volume of lies that have been fact checked sure that that come out of donald trump's uh uh, checked by snoops i'm guessing no politifact all factcheck.org just look them all up and i guess they're all part of anything that doesn't fit into your 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 political agenda is probably part of the liberal fake news media i get it but it's not true uh, it just it just a, takes a quick search through all the different fact check sites, and you can find these things. They're not politically motivated. They are just fact checking. Did he say sure. this? Yes. Is it true? No. And that's there. It's just a voluminous document on all of these sites of all the things that he says. And 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 Joey, I think it's dangerous ground to to wade into to say, well, we can accept that because all politicians are dishonest. It's part of the game. They're just campaigning. 
And I think that's a falsehood. And I think that that we uh, if we can if we accept that truth, then I don't think words mean anything. And I don't think the truth is accessible to anybody. I think uh, our democracy is in great trouble if we think that all politicians are liars and snakes, and they're not. There's, there's human beings in there that are trying to do good work, that try to have integrity, that maybe even don't run for certain higher office because they realize they would have to jeopardize that. And to say that yeah. all politicians are corrupt, um, I just think that destroys democracy inevitably. No, I, I, I agree. I think what you said is is good, and I'll even stand back from what I said. I think the the, the main point I'm trying to make, though, is, Carrie, I don't know... I don't think that you, we're used to politicians. Well, I, I don't lying. think I don't think I don't think that Carrie should be so defensive of obvious lies and that it is even okay to say, you know what, this president lies, but I like some of his policies and so I'm I gonna just vote for hear it. Just, just like obvious Clinton. lie. I mean I well, would I mean, say I sent, I sent you I, a link. Okay. All right. Yeah, so I, I, January, I browsed it briefly, this and is there's just, no this is just there's in, no research behind it. There's just, just this is just in this is just in when he was in office. I wasn't a fan of Iraq. I didn't want to go into Iraq. The truth is, he wasn't in. He was for an invasion before he was against it. A reporter for Time Magazine said, and I, and I've been on their cover. Or he said to this to a reporter, and I've been on their cover over 15, 14 or fifteen times. I think we have an all-time record in history of Time Magazine. Trump was on the cover eleven times, and Nixon, Nixon appeared fifty-five times. So he just says these little lies a lot. But these are just this is this is just chronologically documented every little lie, and then there's big ones in there too. Yeah, when someone says I think, I mean that's like you know clearly he could be wrong. He, well, he's I would not say, calling recollecting a fact, and and then I would say who cares how many times he was on? Yeah. I, I don't care about. I, I, listen, I, I, I don't care about. That, I don't care about that lie either. But this is just a chronological. I just stumbled upon the Nate first chronological lie. <laughs> I know. God, Nate keeps getting shut down. <laughs> hey, I'm just shut down. I don't have that voice. I don't have that st- that swagger to go stay for it, hot Nate. Podcast. I want to oh, hear. I, I, think, that voice. I think Trump doesn't even know when he's lying. He's just like the other day. I saw a video. When the Twin Towers went down, he's like, now I have the tallest building in New York. That's the first thing he thinks to say on 9-11. And I just think Trump is – he's just – he's so into himself that it's like he'll he'll just say whatever to him, to a reporter. It's like being in a band. Some, so how many records have you sold? I think we've sold like five million, you know, and it's like uh, – you know, it's just – he just comes across like he doesn't even know when he's – he just says stuff. And he's so, trying – I, I just get that vibe all the time from so, Trump, but I know that's so not Matt, like. Anyway, yeah. I'm sorry. Go ahead. So Matt, you would say that that Trump is it, it tells more lies than other presidents. I mean, because obviously we know that that Clinton lied under oath, but I don't think that people would have a huge case to say Clinton was a horrible. I president. just mean I Trump opens his mouth and tells either falsehoods. Which he, yeah. which maybe it's based on his ignorance and he doesn't know and he's just thinking or spitting numbers, or he tells yeah. bold face lies, um, and that and that just happens every time he's in front of a microphone and it's well documented. However, I will uh, say, I mean that's so hyperbolic that I mean, it, I just don't see that. I mean, have, do you? I, I actually make a point, especially since I've done this podcast with Joey, to always keep up with the Twitter feed as many of the speeches I, as I can, the rallies. And I'm not seeing lies and bold-faced lies. I'm, I'm seeing a president who's working for the country. Kerry, who's fact-checking those lies? The brain of Kerry or, or, or an army of reporters? 
who are pulling up documents and actually checking those? And are you reading those fact All checks? All bias reporters. <laughs> well, see, that's the thing is that we don't really now we don't really have a hold on truth because now what is true? It's whatever the most influential person states is true. And you cannot be critiqued because the moral core of our society is so eroded that people can believe whatever they want. Right. So without the integrity of word, without speaking the truth, democracy, as we know it, is going to fail. And that's what I'm more worried about. I don't really care about policy. I'm talking about can we know what is true? And if you're just looking at his Twitter feed and just saying, oh, I don't see any lies, then you're not really fact checking. You're not you're not you're not critically thinking about it and you're not going and referencing sources. That, that doesn't make sense to me. His Twitter feed is what he is saying to the American public. I keep up with that. Right. Right. So how do you I know it's know true? How you can make a, when he says we, we need to help the victims of Harvey and Irma, that's not a lie or the truth. It's just a compassionate thing. I, I, I think everyone thinks that his Twitter feed it makes me wonder if you guys have seen it because I do. I a lot follow of it's just him. encouragement. No, I, it's, I, I you know, listen. I hey, will, let's get this done. I'll say this: it, of late, there hasn't been any absurdities, which I, I find <laughs> I, makes me feel good about the way things are. Um, and and with with the aftermath of are Harvey, you warming up to the president? With the Matt? aftermath of Harvey and Irma, he had nothing but great things. I mean, I was waiting for him to take a political jab, to use a divisive move that he's done in other tragedies where um, he turns it into political thing right away without even acknowledging um, the loss and the tragedy. But with this, he's actually been been a bit more presidential, and so I'll give it to him. Um, but, but Carrie, that's not, that's not what I'm talking. I'm not talking about, um, you know, I'm not talking about Harvey or Irma or anything like that. Well, what I'm just about talking about what when Malena he gets in spats is with people. What about what Melena is wearing? Melania? She's always wearing the Melania? wrong Melania. Is that her? Yeah. Is that her name? Get it right, man. She's the first Melania. lady. Melania. <laughs> I've never even heard it. Like that's the thing. Trump is like, I thought it was Melania. Anyway, he, that seems to dominate the news of that whole thing. But I think, I think just, I don't think Trump actually wanted to be president. Can we talk about that? Because a lot of people, <laughs> no, a he lot did. of people. You think so? <laughs> yes, he did. That's awful silly. He put a lot of effort in there if he didn't want to do yeah, it. Yeah, and he risked well, he risked a lot because you get all your dirt drug up. And I see where honestly, you're coming from, though, Nate. I, I mean, I, I right. I, I I do not trust. Uh, you know, uh, unlike Carrie, I, I I don't necessarily, or I just don't trust that Trump has like a above reproach integrity you know character and moral compass and all that stuff and i i don't think it's far-fetched to say that trump just you know did what he wanted to do to be in the limelight and hey i'm gonna run for president no one can stop me well but no one can no one can tell me that when he started in the early 90s and she asked him if he ever wanted to be president he said no not unless i really felt for the good of uh my kids and for the country that it was necessary Fast forward, I think he he just hit that point, and I think right. that's why a lot of people voted for him. We felt that it was necessary. You could even say the people that voted for Bernie Sanders felt like something was necessary. I think right. we can all agree on that. But, Carrie, I'm reading in the New York Times list of those lies when he said that in Oprah. He said that he cares about America, and New York Times says lies. <laughs> I've seen, so. the video. No, I've seen the video. I've seen the video. No, no, no. No, I, no he's, he's joking. He's joking. We all we've all seen the video. It's not a lie. Well, what if what if what if Obama had three ex-wives, tons of children, and talked about grabbing pussy? Would he have been elected? No. 
because it's a different time we live in now. Uh, and that's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm worried about is that, and I don't know if you guys have heard Scott Adams, the, 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 um, creator of Dilbert, the cartoon he's on Twitter a lot. Um, actually Carrie, you might like him. Uh, he's kind of supportive of Trump, uh, but in kind of a, a weird way, very smart guy. Um, but he, you know, has studied hypnosis and the power of persuasion for years and years and years. And he says Trump is a master persuader, which he thinks is is brilliant in the way that he gets what he wants. Like he wanted to run for president. He became president. Why? Because he, he, he he's a master at persuading. And um, and he Scott would even say that uh, the truth isn't really necessary uh, to get what you want. And some truth is is completely it doesn't matter at all. And that's why he's kind of fast and loose with the facts. Um, but he says a master persuader is someone who can track with the emotion of a core group. Um, and yeah. once they track with that emotion of a person, of an individual sitting in front of the TV watching a Trump speech or something, once he can track with your emotion, it doesn't really matter what he says. And they'll forgive a whole host of falsehoods. Um, but that's the thing. And then Trump but, is not just tracked and, and, and used it as a tool. He's made a commitment to uphold every one of his campaign promises. Well, right. Carrie, so when, Carrie, when you have you've, a politician that but, agrees with you and then he does everything you wanted someone to do, that's exactly but what Carrie, we have. He said he would deport 12 million uh, illegals. And he has not done that, and okay. he will, and he will not do that. He said he'd make uh, Mexico pay for the wall. That will not happen. But what Scott Adams says, to his credit, is that he comes in like a businessman, which I'm sure that's a reason why you voted for him, and he does this this huge this uh, bold first offer. So he has wiggle room to negotiate back from it. That's Scott Adams' defense of Trump's um, process. Why he comes out and says these things that are so ridiculous, that are so insurmountable and impossible to do, that we don't even have the budget for, and foreign countries aren't going to, you know, Mexico's not going to pay for that wall. But he goes all the way out to that first offer being this huge thing so that he has wiggle room to negotiate back from that. That's at least Scott Adams' view. Isn't that the art of the deal? I guess so, which apparently he didn't write, according to the guy well, who this, ghost wrote it. Isn't this why we all elected that crazy guy from high school to run the high school because he just promised some stupid thing and made everyone <laughs> laugh, and then we all voted him in? Right? No, but see, Trump's doing what he promised. That's the thing. He, he's the he's first playing a lot of golf forever. But he's but he's, he's not a lot carry, of golf. He's not carrying. No, he tra- he tracked with you. And now he's leading no, you, he's and you're ex- you're accepting that he's everything. you're accepting he's you're accepting that he's not going to deport 12 million illegals. You've accepted no, that. No, no, deportations are up. Everyone laughed at him when he self when he said people would self deport, and th- and then it came out that people were self deporting, right? Oh. And then you've got immig- illegal immigration went way down. It's picked up a little recently, but it, right. it was went down to like. Twenty uh, percent, like in in yeah, February or March. <laughs> <laughs> what I'm, sa- yeah, sure. But what I'm saying is, he is not going to deport twelve million illegals, and and you are going to be okay with that. So that's a campaign promise he made that he is not going to keep, and you are well, going but to that's accept. Subjective. It. Let's wait and see what happens. But I've seen a lot of progress towards the goal of deporting uh, illegals, especially you know starting off with illegals that have committed crimes. I mean, here MS13 is. Man, I, I don't think they've been eradicated yet, but I mean, they're they're hitting them hard. Right, they're getting them out. And I, I'm always reading an article: 400 caught here and deported, and right, you know, a couple hundred here. Okay, yeah, but for okay, every let's, for, let's, for let's every talk one about... for every one of those, there's there's ten moms with a six year old child 
who and the child is 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 an American citizen because he was born here and the mom's illegal. So I mean, for every for every story of a bad guy, there's 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 ten good people who are working to make America great. Who you just you're not going to deport. It's just not going to happen. If you do, it's a, it's a bigger issue. It's it's more money and it's a it's a complete economy killer. So it's just not going to happen, and you're going to accept that it's not going to happen and be cool with it, and that's a campaign no. promise that if... All right. that, there's that a lot of what-ifs in assuming what I'll accept. I think we better get back <laughs> on track here. Well, let, let's let's talk about back to the lies and stuff, because I think it's part of Trump's character. Like on April 21st, he said, when, when, Leaky, when we, ah, WikiLeaks came out, never heard of it. Never heard of it. But he made fun of it and criticized it in 2010. So Trump will do this when he gets sort of pushed back like, oh, look, WikiLeaks, Russia, conspiracy. He'll he'll say bold-faced lies. That, yeah. Never heard of WikiLeaks. I, 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 never, I don't know who yeah. David Duke is. And then, like, you know, there's a radio interview six years prior, and he's like, David Duke is a bad guy or something like that, you know, who, who apparently really supports Trump. And that's another issue we can get into, how white nationalists are really emboldened and love and support and praise the pre- president Donald Trump and why is that why do they love him so much I, I i mean that that one to me i guess doesn't bother me in the same way when people point at the crusades and say see christians suck i'm like yeah they they do but that doesn't say anything about jesus i i just i mean it's it's not let's say trump is super above reproach loves all people and uh doesn't see race or anything like that that you could still have people that suck and are evil support them i I don't uh, i mean for me and maybe i'm just misguided but you just have to ask why 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 would their agenda in their eyes line up with his agenda no but you're saying their agenda as white supremacists everyone is first if they're a citizen they're an american and even even a white supremacist has a job and is you know concerned about taxes they could agree with them on taxes but be very far apart morally you know i, mean, it, I think it, it's, it's a, i think it's similar honestly to and i'll i'll pick on you northwestern boys i mean i think that you guys if you're not careful, when you see South Carolina on a map, you basically paint a Confederate flag on the whole thing and, and you think everybody's racist assholes. And, you know, we all had grandparents that said the N word and hung black people. And, you know, we're just chips off the old block. I'm being, I'm exaggerating, obviously. But I just think that we have to be careful in. And, and pairing a group of people with Trump because just like there are uh, ultra pro-life, you know, people that disagree with any form of abortion would vote for Obama. That doesn't make them pro-choice. It just makes them, hey, I just think he's he's the best person That's for the true. job. And Everybody, I, every, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't say, I wouldn't say, uh, now I think the Southern thing is a little off because there's there's tons of white nationalist groups in Oregon and Idaho in the Northwest yeah. where we live. So, uh, but I, but I'm just saying when they get on their websites and they praise him, when David Duke's on TV saying Donald Trump is doing what we want, what we've always wanted, there's a specific reason. There's no there's no way of to really excuse. Now either they're misled about what what Trump who Trump is and what he's about, or they're dead on. But the question still remains: Why do they feel like he is their voice? Why does he embolden them? Well, here's them? an example. 
if Trump says he's going to deport illegal immigrants and, and we uh, rightfully assume that a white supremacist hates anyone who's not white, they're going to agree with that. They're going to love that. Hey, that's going along with our agenda. When what Trump's really saying is we have a law, we have a legal process and people need to abide by that process. That's his reasoning right. to, to go along with this, uh, you know, illegal immigration reform. But the, the, the white supremacists see that as catering to their goal when it's driven by uh, something completely different. So you got to be careful with the correlation there. The media is all too uh, yeah. you know, happy to hype that up. Right, right. Well, I'm just talking about, like, I read the white supremacist blogs. I read the alt-right. Um, and I'm talking about from their words specifically, about their specific, uh, their specific goal of creating a whites-only society where they... Uh, maintain power and majority. Um, that that is exactly yeah, what. Cons. I mean, <laughs> right. Well, I, mean, I mean, that's that's what they're Trump's worried about. Not a white supremacist, and I don't know of any in Congress except for uh, former, former Senator Byrd, who was uh, Hillary Clinton's, um, you know, person. She I don't think up. I don't think Trump is a white supremacist. I, I'll say that I don't think he is. I, I, he might not even be racist, like people say. I, what I'm saying is the words that he says. Um, you know, he was on, he had that press conference and he started basically arguing line by line, the argument of white supremacists when it came to Confederate statues being torn down, which were put up 50 years ago in the height of civil rights. What did he say? Well, he said, what are you going to take Jefferson statue down next? Yeah. And did you see that the Jefferson statue, uh, they had, uh, some people out there throwing a tarp on it and sitting on it. And uh, I heard it was vandalized. So they were hyperbole, but. But but here's the thing there there and that's a thing I, and I'm I'm against the left and I'm in in the sense that they're anti free speech often and if anything offends them they get mad about it and I don't I don't agree with that either <laughs> but stupid yeah. it's a stupid argument because Jefferson was the president of our union and a founding father of our constitution and yes it was in a time when like wealthy white men of the south owned slaves but he was not a confederate he was not he didn't make war against the union he didn't write his own constitution to protect their you know peculiar institution of slavery he didn't stand for um the injustice of slavery in the way that confederate like robert i feel like you're making my point for me though but but what i'm what i'm what i'm saying is he made he made the correlation that the same that the white nationalists make which is that's their that's their whole line of argument. What next? What next? You're going to take down all these other things and we're losing all this history. And that's what the white national thing you're, you're we're losing our history. We're losing our white history. That is, right. That, no, no, it's not white history. It's American history. And he's right to bring up Jefferson because no sooner did he bring up Jefferson and Washington than I hear about some school named after George Washington somewhere in the Midwest, I believe it was. And they're going to change their name or. <laughs> I, now, some I, name of a now here's the thing. I think it, that's ridiculous. But but to conflate pre, to, to conflate the, our founding fathers with the Confederacy is just insane. I don't think you can do that. But you can. There's look, no conflation. It's history. It's just American right, history. But you can look at statues that were raised, like twenty of them by one family donated, in in 1950s at the height of Jim Crow, raised. You know, 100, almost 100 years, 80 years after the Civil War of Confederate soldiers and uh, General Robert E. Lee, these statues were raised all over the South as um, in a response to uh, 
people who were trying to get rights. And it was it was clearly like not related to history. These aren't old, beautifully made. They were just thrown up. And I think history has the wheels have turned. And we look at those things now and we go, those represent a time where people had to live in fear of being killed and couldn't go to the same schools and there was segregation. And they're that's the thing, they're a remembrance, and it's good to remember. And I don't I'm not arguing every single statue needs to stay. Number one, there's a process though. You don't go to the North Carolina courthouse and and pull down the statue with no cops around. No, I don't know why they weren't weren't there. Yeah. You know, vote on it locally, right. get it removed, get it put into a museum. You know, I don't think I don't even think Trump would be against that. But what we have is the, the illegal defacing and, and, you know, destroying is wrong. And then there is a process. There's a very valid, easy process right. to, to make this change. Right. And that's and that's that's a reasonable I think it's a reasonable stance to take, especially if you're like us, just another white guy. But if your your granddaddy and your your dad and, and your your mom had to grow up in the shadow of General Robert E. Lee and walk by that statue every single day in the shadow of the massa, as they say. And it's time. And you see all this. There's all this racial tension. And I think Trump's words feed into it. He doesn't preside in a way that uh, unifies. He, he goes with the party line on the right. And he feeds into this. And when you have all this commotion, then, yes, people are going to yank down the statue. They're tired of living in the shadow of the massa. So to speak, but isn't so, like yanking nah, down statues. Can't blame this whole statue thing on Trump. Well, no, but what wow. I'm I'm not blaming it on him. I'm saying he feeds into what is already currently a bad situation for race relations in America, and he's not very careful. He he's not very careful with his words. It. I mean, I saw people. With I mean, tears you can always make an after. argument. He could he could word something differently. You can always make that argument. I think it's important um, that the president of our country does that, that he presides over our republic, our two parties that we have, that he brings people together with his words. If not with his action, that's fine, but with his words, that he doesn't just choose a side every time and fly off the handle in a press conference. Yeah, no. He, he, well, he shouldn't invite the white supremacists to the White House like uh, Obama invited BLM. Well, let's, <laughs> Please. I tell you what, I tell you what, let's, di let's dive that, into... Conflating BLM with white supremacy. I mean, look at the history there. That's just in, so ignorant. The history of BLM is complete violence since oh, they've yeah? been around. How many people got lynched by BLM? How many Give people got break. lynched by, by people alive today? By an ideology that is still alive today, white supremacy. How many thousands of people died? How many thousands of people were enslaved by white supremacy under the name even still alive today, the KKK? And you compare that to BLM, which which rose out of a response to police violence. The most violent racist groups. Yeah, well, <laughs> I don't think you can conflate the two things. I just don't think that's reasonable at all. Okay. Because well, if, because if you, well one groups. one is one is a response to hatred. The other one is the response to prejudice. I mean, I, as a result of prejudice. And so I do think. Well, I mean, why, why a, do you not see the history? No, BLM is completely racist and prejudiced. They're just as bad as uh, they, their institution may not be as 
long lived as the KKK, but they're just as bad because they have the same core. Okay, white well, people suck. Black people are awesome. When thousands and then white supremacists, when thousands of people and when thousands of people, when thousands of people and children are hung by trees in a public display to spread fear into a society, when they have to go, when when white people have to go into a separate bathroom that can't get educated and can't get jobs as police and firemen, and for hundreds of years they work out in the fields under under masses whip then maybe you can say blm is like white supremacy but you cannot conflate the two there the history Wait, so is just you too support far blm and their antics be, as, as some sort of revenge i don't support reparation I, I don't support antics but i think what you're hearing about blm is blown out of proportion just like what i might be hearing about trump that's why i'm trying to keep an open ear about it and think critically about it because I do not think BLM can ever be conflated with the KKK and with white supremacy. I just no, I'm not saying the size of it or how long lived it is, but its core values. It's not an are I, racism, prejudice, violence. I don't think no. so. Because then at, you can also look find at, certain look BLM what, people that don't do that. But I mean, all these instigators going around every single city. I mean, look at it's, what, it's insane. I mean, look what at what they did to Colin Kaepernick, right? Like he he. He's basically been ostracized from the NFL just from just from taking a knee, trying to peacefully protest. And he's he's sort of thrown into the Black Lives you know, Matter movement and he's ostracized from the NFL. And and now everyone's realizing that, yeah, people are prejudiced. White supremacy is still very much alive. And Donald Trump doesn't help. He gets up there and he goes, yeah, everyone on both sides is doing bad stuff. And it's like and they are. That's the yeah. thing. That's not a lie. And he came out and condemned all yeah. the white supremacist groups. So Harry, I, well, Harry, I do, I do, I do think that that there's there's bad on both sides. But I think too often we try to, to to skirt by what Matt said, and that is there there is. I mean, there is something to the black population today. I mean, there their grandparents went through some some messed up stuff and then you just go back a couple more generations and and those people were being you know hung in a in a country that basically just had them enslaved so i i don't i just think that white people can be a little more understanding it doesn't justify i mean no evil is justified on on either side but i just think as as white people we do need to slow down and be like okay that was not our ancestors. And, and, and Carrie, you didn't say this, but I'll just go on the record and say I cannot stand when I hear white people say, nobody's even alive today who had you guys enslaved. I mean, let's just forget about it and move on. That is just just crazy talk. I mean, it's just crazy talk, especially when you open up a book and you read about slavery. And it's just like you you find I mean, there's you you feel a part of, of your family. I mean, we're talking two generations back that, that went through the most horrible stuff. And it's just, I think we got to be really careful uh, not to just uh, avoid that. I understand and, where th there was no animus towards these statues until a couple months ago. You, hear, you have people like Charles Barkley coming out and, and saying, I don't know what the big deal is. These statues never bothered me a day in my life. I don't even notice them. You know? <laughs> Charles Barkley got rich privilege. You don't care. He got a few statues <laughs> oh, in his house. Okay. <laughs> it's about the but people I, I, who are forced to walk past them to to, to that memory of what they stood for. Forced to walk past anything. It is if it's your it's city and you pay taxes. 
And 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 if you feel that that there is an institution that is holding you down uh, based on years and years of oppression, then then that statue represents something that is very hurtful. So are to you. blacks currently being held down by oppression? Is that what you're saying? No, no. That that's a, that's another argument altogether. I'm not. I'm not. So let, let's <laughs> let's think about let's let's think about a school that uh, there there is a school because I I listened to uh, propaganda's rap songs and he said that there's a school called Robert E Lee and the vast majority of kids that go there are are black children. Now I understand Carrie's premise of I I, I actually don't think that we should just flush away uh, history and I think we would all agree with that and how that looks and how that plays out is is completely debatable. But I think that we should pay attention to the evil parts of our history. But I do not think that it would be out of bounds in the least if if not just completely justified for for the school to say let's just change the daggum name. <laughs> Like, it just, and I'm, I'm not against that. I, yeah. think, I think what Matt's trying to say, speak for you, Matt, is you're trying to say, look, these there's specific type of cheap statues that weren't even built with good materials because people can just pull them over. They were erected from a few individuals to like represent. Oh, yeah. Like, we're not going to let these black people come in and and, and have, think that they have, own this country have equal now. rights because they were raised in the, in the height of it's segregation not, yeah it's not like it, it's not like they're going into the washington monument and ripping down lincoln well here's you the know? thing I, they I, went I, to the lincoln I, memorial the other day and uh vandalized that I, so. who who did well, that we don't know someone spray painted on the lincoln but there, memorial there's but. always going to be i guess what i'm saying is there's always going to be people on both sides like matt said the, the left is going to be anti-free speech we get that. There's going to be people in the Black Lives Matter movement who are doing yeah. bad stuff. I don't it's agree not that with you, them. No, I don't. It's like, I, here's the thing. Look I don't, at, yeah, exactly. Go ahead. There's well, always going to be good people in the KKK. Well, I here's mean, the thing. I don't agree. <laughs> I, I, there probably isn't. I, I, That's the difference. I don't agree with a lot of, of – so when a Black Lives protest goes on and whatever and the cops show up and it gets heated and there's violence or, or, or rioting or something like that, I decry violence. I don't think violence is ever good. I'm, I'm with MLK. I think peaceful protest does so much more. Uh, but uh, the premise of BLM – is formed around the idea that great injustices were happening in poor neighborhoods to black kids by the system of oppression that is unfolded after segregation and with the prison systems and the unfair crime. Can we note that most of that is under Democrat control that's, in a lot of those that's cities. Fine. That we don't, I don't care. I don't care how, do you, how you how you frame it politically because everyone's going to frame it a different way politically. It's just a system. That isn't working. And so this organization comes together and just says, hey, black lives are dying and they shouldn't die. Black lives matter. Now, that premise, I think we can all get around. Right. We don't like some of the outcomes of that premise. But but to conflate that with the premise of black lives don't matter. White lives are the only lives that matter. White supremacy, whites rule all. And we kill black people or we lynch them or we uh, it, make them slaves to us. Like that is white supremacy. It's, it's rooted in hate. It's not rooted in liberation. And as much as you want to sit, talk about black lives matter, having bad stuff in it, the premise is rooted in, can we please have equal rights now? Can we please be treated like we matter? And that I think is the big difference between the two. So when you say, you but know, that, that almost seems like an ignorant premise though, because there are equal rights. We just had the first black president. Oh, yeah. You know, everyone make loves, a better case. Everyone loves to say that. We had a first black president, so now everything's fine in the black community. 
I don't think that's don't, true. <laughs> Systems don't, don't, don't change that way. Well, I mean, well, I, I don't know if Carrie's saying everything is okay as much as I do think that that's. Uh, I agree with you, Matt, that the, the that we are really in bad shape, but. That's a testimony to I, our I country say, that we have a no, black, black president. Lives just lives like if Hillary would have won, holy cow, we have a woman's uh, a, a woman president. So that I, I mean, I, I want to applaud America a little bit. Just our system, black, white, Hispanic, all of us, man, holy cow, we had a black president. Yeah, I would, I would love for Marco Rubio Rubio to be president right now. <laughs> <laughs> hey, well, I'll tell you what, let's. Uh, let let's let's turn a corner here and 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 talk through character as far as Trump is concerned. I mean, pretty much you've got uh, the 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 media. I mean, well, I guess that can be debated as far as uh, what media you're listening to. But you hear all this stuff about Trump being a, a racist, sexist. Uh, I mean, self-centered. Homophobic. Yeah, doesn't care about the country. He's dishonorable and 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 all that. Care you disagree? So what? Where? Where are people? I mean, you know, you had the you have footage of it. At least appears that he's making fun of someone that that's handicapped. So you've got all these things circulating, all these things that really do paint him in a pretty bad picture. Why? Why are you not agreeing with? That I just picture? haven't seen the things that paint him in a bad picture. I'd like someone to explain them to me. I, I've heard about the thing with the supposedly disabled reporter. I've also heard that that's just Trump's way of making fun of anybody, <laughs> whether they're disabled or not. If he, you know, that, you know, so I, I don't know if I can read that much into it. You know, it's also believed that uh, Barron probably suffers from some form of autism. So I, I don't think he really is disheartened completely towards the handicap. I do know that uh, with CNN or someone, um, you know, Trump was in a meeting. He was doing some kind of televised thing and there were there was a disabled kid there and, and Trump warmly greeted him and gave him a hug and. The Secret Service gave him a badge. And then after the meeting, he's shaking everyone's hands and the kid's trying to show him, hey, look at the Secret Service badge I got. And then I know CNN, I believe it was CNN, turned around and cut it to just the 10 seconds of Trump reaching over the kid. And they're suggesting that the kid was trying to shake his hand and Trump ignored the disabled kid. And if you watch the whole clip, Trump had already greeted the kid and the kid wasn't trying to shake his hand. He was trying to show him his badge. So the whole thing was blown way out of proportion. Right. And when I see things like that, I'm not inclined to believe anything. That those reporters say, and if you, if you watch any of the press pool, White House briefing, especially when Spicer was in there, I mean, the the media is just angry, on fire, looking to spin it in any negative way. So I, I am inclined at the outset to disbelieve most of what the media says. And that could be any media, even Fox News. I think Fox News turned a, a pretty sharp corner against Trump recently as well. And so any media that turns a sharp corner against Trump, you don't believe? Is that what any saying? media? No, any media that misrepresents Anything, but especially Trump. And I've seen so much misrepresentation. What about Trump's, I, <laughs> what about Trump's misrepresentation of the facts? Of uh, his alternative facts, for instance. Of what? Well, I don't Bring know. He, like, he went and said on... Example. Okay. Um, here we go. Uh, I don't want to get into a Google word here. I don't want to be clicking on my keyboard having a fact well, exactly, check. But I'm aware exactly. of a lot of okay, new stuff. Right. So what is, what's in your head? What's on top of your head? Um, I don't know. He made up a term called alt left to try to shift blame from the alt right to the left. I mean, just as just in a public forum to try to shift left, alt right. That's like, you know, I've heard of both of those for a while now on on the Internet. There is no alt left. He made it up. 
It's never been said before. There is no alt left. There is no alt left group. So you can't you can't just classify people as a term. I mean, where did alt right come to from? To defend, I, did, I only heard that like like eight months ago, but, maybe. But there are alt right websites who says we are the alt right. This is what we're about. We're about white nationalism. That's what they're about. You're saying Trump can't call someone alt left no, as that's his when, classification. But 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 when people say, what do you think, Mr. Trump, about? Uh, you don't think, think Antifa is alt left, by the way? People people think you're you're aligning with the alt right when you don't decry these uh, white supremacists, and he goes alt alt right. What about the alt left? He just makes up some fake. No, no, thing. I, he didn't make that up. That's been out there for a while for Antifa. That's that they are not the alt left. They've not named themselves that. They're a completely different group of okay, anti-fascists. Well, we're arguing over what a group of people is referred to as. I, I think we, we that's kind of silly. Right. Well, I'm just saying, go to PolitiFact. <laughs> and go to PolitiFact and go down all the lists. There's a here. I'll I'll, I'll text it to this conversation right now. If you want falsehoods, and now here's the thing: Scott Adams doesn't deny. I mean, a guy who supports Trump, who thinks that Trump is actually peeling back the curtain of reality so we can discuss things uh, like our own confirmation bias or cognitive dissonance or whatever. He's someone who supports Trump, thinks Trump's good for our country, but he won't even say that Trump isn't a liar. So the idea that you that you read and, and see things and you, you don't understand that he tells a lot of lies is really uh, kind of surprising to me. So I'm just going to pop this in here. And you can just go down that. And there's a lot more in that that is just the the chronological lies. These are just big ones he made. And there there's usually about three a week anyway. I will I will say though that I think what happens is if you like Trump or you voted for Trump, you do see a big attack on him. And but I don't but I would say that if I voted for him, that would put me in a corner and I would get defensive and I would say, I don't trust the media. I don't trust any of these people. And I can see where you're coming from. But at the same time, you know, you have to go, Trump is doing it to himself. He is saying a lot of crazy stuff. He is this absurd character a lot. And so you have to kind of go, he's absurd. He's crazy. And that's kind of why we voted for him. Crazy? He is kind of crazy. Right. He'll do and I say mean, stuff. And that's, I, that's, that's what, why people voted for him, no? Exactly. Right? Yeah. No, it's right? true. Yeah. Matt, Matt and Nate, do y'all think he's a racist? No, I don't. I don't think I don't he's think a racist. He is. I don't think he is. I think he emboldens. You, you would, I think you would he just em- say he's reckless with his words. I think he's reckless and he emboldens racists because he doesn't think before he talks. But I uh, think he probably doesn't believe in white privilege, and he definitely, <laughs> he's definitely been. <laughs> you know what I mean? His whole life is white privilege, so it's that's you're gonna trigger Carrie if you keep talking about white privilege. <laughs> I'm, I'm holding my tongue. I don't want to <laughs> jump on that bandwagon. Let's get off the race thing. Talk about something else. <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah. Well, okay. Grabbing, okay. Okay. Grabbing pussy. Joey. Joey. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. I, let me throw something out to Joey since Joey's been sort of the moderator here. So you think because the country wanted someone different, even if Trump was kind of kooky, he might be doing good things for the country? Well, you're talking to someone who hardly keeps up with anything politically. Like, I, I mean, I, I'm just, I, I don't know if that's a good thing or not, but it's just the reality. I, I have detached myself from politics. But like but Bernie or are, Trump, Bernie or Trump come in, they're both going to do some good things and they're both going to do a lot of things that both sides hate. Right. I mean, I'm, I am politically very fiscally conservative. So, um, I, and I think that I've definitely been fed by conservative 
media growing up because I used to just be ultra conservative Republican. I would have been depressed if John Kerry beat George Bush sort of guy. But I still can't shake a lot of my tendencies of of conservative economics. So, uh, you know, in that you regard, you mean sixty percent of the military budget? <laughs> That's super conservative. Uh, I mean, I, I guess I'm thinking more along the lines of the government kind of <laughs> staying out of people's pockets and letting them, you know, like, like basically small government. And yeah. uh, I, I just you don't have that. There's no side that has that. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, but I there just is no you, such you thing. And someone Democrat like George Bush, for instance, I mean, to to keep everybody happy, he had to fork out billions of dollars to to please every single program. And I would love for someone just to say, you know what, we don't have the money, you know. So may, maybe it's not even a, a Republican Democratic thing, or else I I would say it actually is. But Bush just didn't do a good okay, job. Okay, okay, okay. What I'm saying though is like. Okay, so so the whole transgender thing, right? Um, the president wanted to cut this thing for the military to fund transgender surgeries, right? It was the equivalent to one bomb. One yeah. bomb was as much money as it would have cost the government. You know, I, I'm not saying that's not just a money thing, though. They have to they they take almost a quarter of their service time off for recovery. <laughs> I mean, th- that's sure. alone. I, I get that's it. I, I, I get of, that you know, it's having to take mood altering drugs, chemical altering drug. You know, I get that it's a complicated issue. But my point is, it always comes back to finances. People always go, "Well, it just costs too much money." But it's like no but one I, gives I, a yeah, shit. No one gives a shit out. about how much how much money we spend on bombs. Nobody cares about that. Nobody talks about that in that camp. Uh, so that's I would say, a necessary evil, though, isn't it? In, in no, today's world, not in the military industrial complex. When our government is making billions of dollars for a small, select few of rich people because we go to war with everybody, that isn't unnecessary. That is evil. <laughs> hey, I don't think we should be going to we war need with to be everyone. Calling that out as civilians and saying this is this is what Eisenhower warned the population about. The military-industrial complex has exploded into this giant thing where we've created war on terrorism so we can fight wars forever. So what you're kind of saying is don't cut social programs. That causes human suffering. Cut cut the military spending. I would say we don't cut everything responsibly. <laughs> I would say uh, we don't we, – we care. We, we, we're, we're like, man, the government's so bloated and over – it's not efficient. Let's cut these programs that people need. Oh, but we don't give a crap about cutting billions of bombs. That, that go who knows where on who knows who who created <laughs> a lot of this problem we have in the Middle East. It's our own problem. Hey, I'll go one. I'll go one better. I'm pretty sure the constitution or the Constitution only says that the United States should have a standing navy and that there's no provision for a standing army. So I mean, we we could really uh, dig that hole pretty deep. Oh yeah, we could get rid of the whole army. I mean, they can operate drones. Just a few select people in. <laughs> Some, uh, I'll volunteer. I'll do it on the house. <laughs> well, that happened. I, you know, I, I will say though that I think that the the whole military discussion, sure, there there could be some people that are ill informed, but there's there's also people that really think along the lines of, if we don't have any country at all, we can't we can't do anything good for anybody oh. with any social programs or any surgeries to help transgenders or anything because we don't have a country because. We've we've been destroyed, and that may be an ignorant point of view, but it's not an evil point of view. But, there are definitely people that think it. we need to build, maintain our military, and if we don't, we're not going to have a country. And I don't think that's 
necessarily well, a crazy notion. Well, well, I would argue yeah. that when Eisenhower's talking about this, right, when, I, when Eisenhower, commander-in-chief, gets up in front of people and says, the military-industrial complex is an issue, he's not saying his own power, the legal military that sure. actually pro- provides protection for the country. He's talking about the underarm, the big, disgusting part of the corporate, and it, and it connects and it makes money. That's what I'm calling out. I'm saying, yeah. look. Hey, I'll, I'll go one you know better. I mean? All of our treaties with allies, you know, p- part of the problem that is that we can't shrink the military because we're allies with everyone, right? Which means we have to jump into anyone's war if war breaks out. Right. Um, perhaps we need to revisit some of those treaties and say, look, we'll, we'll provide trade. Maybe we'll provide, we'll ramp up and provide support in time of war. But I think what we're trying to do now is that we, we're almost forced to have a standing army that can take care of the world's problems. Yeah. Um, well, I, I, if well, there's it's a, 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 a war but also because we have all these treaties saying that we're going to back everyone. I think it's far I, more. I think that might be a problem. It's it's definitely a problem, but I think it's far more difficult than that because you have this this web of, or maybe even like a deck of cards, and you pull one out, and then the whole region goes to right. shit, and got, someone's gets the nukes, and then you know it's this very yeah. fine. So I, I think balance. we agree. It would be nice if the military budget was a lot less. Right. I'll, well, I'll agree there. Okay, I don't I'm going to throw can up. be. Ron Paul would have been the only guy that was actually a conservative, right? Who was running in the last couple years. Um, but Ron Paul gets in there and he starts saying, look, the mili- we can't police the world. And all the conservatives go, oh, this guy's anti-military. We don't like hey, him. I'm with <laughs> right? Ron Paul was right. great. He had a lot of great ideas. And he was actually, he was just wasn't as smooth and slick as Obama. But uh, I would just say that we don't actually believe in conservatism. We don't. It's not, and, you know, I DNA. think a great part of Trump, though, and I'm not saying, no, obviously Trump's looking right now to build up the military specifically for the North Korea threat. But that's what I like about Trump is he's not afraid to shake things up. You know, he, he's going to he's working with the Democrats to remove the debt ceiling vote. But at the same time, he's looking to drastically slash certain uh, programs out of the, the governmental budget to, you know, he's not looking for a credit card with no limit so we can run it up. He's saying, look, it would be beneficial if we had no limits. We're not constantly hitting this. Uh, but at the same time, we do need to reduce costs, and he's taking direct steps to do that. Well, well the, Congress is, the Congress is trying to cut Trump's credit card because he's spending so much money on himself, <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if Obama golfed this much and cost, this, cost society as much money as Trump is costing, he would be blasted. By every I everybody. Just, listen, I just want and my their mom. I just want my guns right? back. Obama took my guns, and I need them back. That's all I'm saying. I just, I just think it's <laughs> crazy. If if I didn't see Trump golfing all the time, and just, I mean, it, there was an article I read recently said he hasn't even gotten any major pieces of legislation pushed through yet. So it, it, it kind of feels well, like he doesn't know what to do. To be honest, the Congress has let him down, and not just Democrats. All the Democrats have been a big thorn in the side, but even establishment Republicans at this point. There's a lot of Republicans. Legislation. There's a lot of Republicans that have kind of come out against him. Which, unfortunately, if he had more, less divisive speech and didn't attack Republicans on his Twitter account, he might be in a little bit better shape to massage Congress to get things passed. That's the status quo. We could have had any old Republican in there going along with the status quo and, and all this legis- everything would have been going in the same direction. Sure. And he, he, he's ripping it up and it, it might not be pretty sometimes, but he's definitely doing that. Well, and Car- I certainly appreciate it. Carrie, the status, I, I, the status quo is Congress in gridlock, which if you're saying Congress is in gridlock, that's still status quo. Uh, imagine this. Imagine this for a second. What if 
you had a, a, a someone that thought like Donald Trump as far as policy is concerned and shook things up, but did it in a way that like Denzel would do it. Like seriously, with a smile on his face, respectful of of women. None of that, that was stuff Ron was Paul, Trump. right? I, I don't know, but I seriously think that uh, that that Matt's onto something as far as how Trump delivers, because I don't think that you should. I, I don't think we should say, "Oh, he's shaking things up. That's bad." I think it's how he does it, and if he if he could do it in a more charming, likable uh, George Bush, Bill Clinton sort of way, I I, I mean, I kind of think hey, Joey, we'd be you having know, a different you can't discussion. Get, you can't always get what you want, but sometimes you might just get what you need. <laughs> <laughs> I think here's what that's I think is, is here's what I think is Rock crazy is we we've had two two shows now with on on pastor with no answers with Carrie in a discussion about Trump maybe more than that but not once once you put someone who is relatively knowledgeable of of Trump and politics in general and you hear a real person with a real voice with real thoughts and real opinions about Trump all of a sudden I just think it lessens the tension a little bit. And I could be mistaken, but Nate and Matt, did you guys like have to try really hard to hold back and not yell and call Carrie crazy names? Or was this a real conversation with with somebody that's not crazy? Like what what's y'all's perception of Carrie? I tried to just yell as hard as I could at the arguments, <laughs> at, at the arguments, not at, uh, not at the man. I don't mind. Actually, you know, I really enjoyed it. I just listened to Scott Adams um, podcast. He was on uh, Sam Harris and I really enjoyed his perspective as someone who supports Trump. So, I mean, I, I, I think that this is good, but as, as just my personality goes, I'm just going to yell and argue with the arguments or at least try to without being too offensive. Right. <laughs> Nate? Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I don't know. I would, I, you know, anyone's going to respond very politically here, right? They're going to have to say something nice if it's face to face. No, I mean, <laughs> not face to face. It's just audio. Well, you know what I'm saying, though. Like, no one's actually going to speak their mind. But I, I it's, I, I think I, that I don't was know. a subtle in, jab. In a no, in a podcast, I, I, what I'm saying is, everyone's going to be like, oh yeah, it was great. No, I, but I'm, I guess my only, my only thing would be is i think you have to call out trump on his junk even if you support him and i think you're not doing that and i would say that that like no matter who you vote for what frustrates me the most is when people defend every single thing the person votes for is because they're in the ideology of the camp and they're unwilling to see the downsides and that's dangerous to me and i think you do that a little bit and that's my honest opinion but i think all your points are good and, and, and like it creates the discussion that like, yeah, you know, sometimes the media does swing things like a handicapped kid. I get that. And I, I agree with that. Um, I, I see that all the time with all kinds of stuff that I that I'm on uh, on fire about. So but I would say that Trump does a lot of dumb stuff and you got to just own it and say, yeah, OK. I'm not saying he doesn't. I'm just saying, you know, sounds it, like it, it, though. No, well, I mean, it's it's a podcast. We're only talking about a couple subjects, and we don't really know each other, right? True. So it's hard to make those judgments about people until you've known them for a while. I, I'm not one to look over anything anyone does just because, just because of some ideology. Um, 
But you well, know, I would like to deal with like the lies. Example. Lies, though, Carrie. I would definitely say. I mean, that, I, that's know, where, I where that I was getting. I would, with, argue, I would argue with those lies because I researched some of them. Now, granted, you did send me an exhaustive list, and we're not, li- you know, not live, but we're doing this podcast in real time. Yeah. So I'm not gonna, you know. But I have seen over the months, you know, even before the election, I've seen the supposed lies, and then the contradictions, and then hey, this fact checker does this, and well, that fact checker's wrong. Half the time when you read a New York Times article, the title is completely misleading clickbait. You read the first half of the article and you're like, this doesn't sound like it's going anywhere. And then the bottom half of the article, right at the end, you actually see a glimmer of truth (laughs) that actually doesn't make Trump look that bad. And I'm like, you know, you could have led with that. That's one of the problems with (laughs) capitalism is clickbait makes money. So that's what you got to click on. <laughs> That's uh, not the news. I guess we should all be social, right? <laughs> hey, man, if we don't click on it, they don't make money. So <laughs> I hate. I, I've seen clickbait out of the right too. I just can't stand clickbait at all. Oh yeah. my gosh, yeah, it's so prevalent anymore. No. Oh true. man. Well, you've been listening to uh, don't don't feed the pastor or <laughs> pastor with trolls, no trolls with no answer. <laughs> pastor with no trolls. <laughs> Good yeah. hanging out, Matt and yeah. Nate, and yeah. uh, good hearing from you, Carrie. It's been a pleasure. Thanks. Yeah, thanks, yeah, thanks for being on, Carrie, and uh, hope I didn't hurt your eardrums too much. No, I'm great. <laughs> Thank you guys for the opportunity. Take care, man. Bye, guys. Bye. <laughs>